Bringing greetings from North Star Church Network, which, uh, well, it's you. It's you. It's the churches of Northern Virginia that uh, choose to be a part of that, and uh, I, I think that's awesome, and it's one of the strengths that we have in our area of being an association of about 170 churches that gather together to do things that they can't do just by themselves, things bigger than what one church could do. And so that's the beauty I have of being there. I've only been on the executive team with Brian Jones. I think you know Brian Jones. How many of you know Brian Jones? He was an interim pastor here for a while. Now you remember? Yeah, Brian Jones. He's about this tall. <laughs> Smiles, preaches really well. Couldn't be here today. So it's me. You get the B team. But uh, I've only been there for about five months. Brian and I have known each other for about 40 Five years, and uh, we uh, enjoy each other's company and looking forward to the great things that North Star is doing. And just to tell you, we, we believe in a community strategy. In other words, we want to change this city, Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C. area. We want to change this city for Jesus. All right? And, 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 and so we can look at the greater community and see how can we work together as churches. So we collaborate, we connect, we talk to each other. We, we've stopped with this ancient idea of being in competition with other churches to, be, to collaborating with other churches to become the kingdom of God we're called to be. Now, I'm excited about that. And, of course, we care for one another. And when churches have needs, there's some church is, is stronger and can help the uh, church that's weaker. Some church has things that resources and we connect all that. It's an exciting time to be here. And uh, we are just so thankful and grateful for the commitment that South Run has always had to uh, the North Star Association. In fact, uh, Jeff was mentioning that he's known me for a long time. We've served together on the Northern um, North Star Board uh, uh, for a couple of years, and it, it was a great time to be together serving this community of believers and community of churches. Because I've been a pastor for a while. I've I spent pastoring in Alexandria and uh, Woodbridge. Uh, probably the most time was in Annandale, right up there at Parkwood Baptist Church. You know where Parkwood is? I was there pastoring there for about 15 years. And then uh, my last pastor was in Warrington, Virginia. So out southwest there. Uh, and uh, just stepped out of that pulpit just this year to go and work for North Star. Now, I want you to take out a Bible. And I want you to turn to Genesis chapter 1 that Laura already read today. And I appreciate that because it might save me a little bit of time. In fact, I think she did half my sermon, so we're going to get out early. So um, thanks, Laura. And uh, no, uh, you know, I got to tell you right now, I'm just a little bit excited, extra excited today because today's my birthday. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I'm, I'm 23,389 days old today. Uh, now, I don't want you to be confused. I'm not trying to uh, pull a fast one on you. It's not my annual birthday. It's my birthday. You see, every day is your birthday. So today is my 23,389th birthday. Yesterday was a great birthday, too, for me. I, it was my 23,388th birthday, and it was a good day. 
We celebrated, had cupcakes. Then there was evening and there was morning. The next day, today. Now, man, I, I got some stories. Hundreds of stories, thousands of stories about my birthdays. Like 18,329 days ago, on this very day, it happened to be my 5,060th birthday, my little brother was born. Yeah. Phew. Oh, I had some other good ones, too. Lots of good ones. Oh, I got thousands of stories. 23,389, to be, be exact. But on my 8,324th birthday, on that birthday, I got married to my lovely wife, Lois, who's here today. Happy anniversary. Whew. Yeah. It's quite a time. This is my story. And the scriptures tell me that my story is an ongoing one. And it's part of a bigger story. God's eternal story. And every, each and every day of my life, not just as a year, each year, but every day is a gift. It's a daily story that unfolds moment to moment. Tomorrow will be my 23,390th birthday. I can't wait. You see, the biblical principles that we're going to talk about today that we find throughout the Bible from cover to cover, cover to cover in the Bible is this consistent truth that we are created for eternity. Your story, however many days you are old today, your story is part of a bigger story. Not just today, from, but from the very beginning and then on to the end and beyond the end of this world. And the Bible tells us that in this bigger story, and therefore in your story as well, Jesus is the hero. He is the hero of that story. And that's always been the case from the very beginning to the very end and beyond. How do I know that? Because God is unchangeable. It says in Hebrews 13, 8, that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That means the God that we read about in Genesis chapter 1 is the same God that we read about in Matthew chapter 1. And it's the same God we read about in Revelation chapter 22. Because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So the truths that we get whenever we read this Bible, wherever we stop in between Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 and Revelation chapter 22 verse 21, wherever we stop in there, we find truth that is eternal and unchanging. We find out things about God that are incredible. And so let's tie this together because what I like to do when we're preaching is to make sure we understand that the God of the Old Testament, you all know the God of the Old Testament, right? 
He's the old man up there with the beard, you know, playing whack-a-mole with every sinner, you know. Bam! Nope, wrong. Nope, wrong. Nope, wrong. And then there's the God of the New Testament, which we know is Jesus, and he's that's that wonderful person, just loves flowers, and, and he just sings songs, and, and he's just really great all the time. But I want you to know that, and, and I know we're being funny and all that, but the God of the Old Testament is the same God of the New Testament. Same one, same one who show, whose love what we see in Jesus and the grace and the mercy that we find in our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ is the same God of Genesis chapter 1. The same grace, the same mercy, the same love. And, and, and we, we see that He is the God of forever. We sing about it. We hold that truth. But Scripture tells us, I want you to see today, that He's not only the God of forever, but He's the God of the moment. He's the God of the day. He's the God of today and the next day. Before we get into our passage right here, I, I want you to see that, that God is a daily God and the scripture is very consistent in teaching us that he's not only the God of forever, but that daily God. When he did the manna in the wilderness for Israel, do you remember that? He provided bread for each day because they were starving in the wilderness. And God came and provided them uh, manna. But he provided them manna for each day, one day at a time. Do you remember that? It was kind of crazy. You know, here's all this manna, all this food on the ground outside, but you couldn't take more than you needed for that day. You couldn't save it up or whatever because God was a God of the moment, of the day. In Psalm 118, 24, it says, This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. In Lamentations 3, 22 through 23, it's Jeremiah who writes it. Actually, I've got to read this because it's just so cool. All right? I don't want you to think I'm making any of this stuff up. All right? Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22 it says, the steadfast of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. They are new every morning. You know, I, I want you to know, here, here's, this is actually biblical. If you read between the lines in the Hebrew there, you find out that what it is, God never serves leftovers. <laughs> That's true. No refrigerators in heaven. That's right. You know why? Because everything is fresh every day. You don't ever have to reheat God's blessings. That's the truth. That's in the Bible. That's what it, that's what it means when it says God's blessings are fresh and new every morning. Now that's the kind of God we want. Isn't that the kind of God we want to serve? And that's why each and every day is fresh and new in our walk with Christ. Or it should be. When Jesus taught us to pray, uh, this is, Jesus said, give us this day our yearly bread, right? Our annual bread. No, our weekly bread. No, our... 
No grocery stores in heaven either. You don't go and buy a bunch of stuff and stock up for the week. Nope. Give us this day our daily bread. When he talked about sacrifice and walking with him, he said, he said, if you want to be my disciple, you must take up your cross daily. So I say all those things because I want you to see that God is not only the God of eternity, that God is not only the God of all of creation and all before everything and after everything, but that God is the God of the moment, of the day, and the next. So... Let's, let's look. Genesis. We're going to look at this very familiar passage. You've heard it read already. We're going to read it again. I was just kidding about not reading it. We're going to read it again. So it'll be on the screen, but it also, if you look at your Bible, and you should bring your Bible to church. If you count on the screen and that's what you depend upon, there'll be one time when the screen goes dark and you'll be going, Where, is that in the Bible? So you should always have your Bible with you. Genesis chapter 1. You could probably quote this. But in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light! And there was light. And God saw the light was good. God separated the light from the darkness and God called the light day and the darkness he called night and there was evening and there was morning the first day. Let's pray again. Father, as we open this incredible first words of the scriptures, we ask that you would let your voice be heard and all other voices fade into the background. Father, could it be that from this old, ancient, most, the oldest story in the book that we could learn something new and fresh today? You said your blessings are fresh every morning. And here on this day, in this moment, we ask that you speak to our hearts. That you let us know about your presence. Thank you, Lord. Have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. So very familiar. Here we are. God is creating. I basically have four things I want you to see today. And this is true. These four things, these four truths are true back in Genesis chapter 1. They are true wherever you, f- f- you, know, you flail through the Bible, you do the pages and you put your finger down. These four things are always true about God. I'll even use a couple of illustrations. We'll, we'll take uh, the verses out of Genesis here. We'll look at a couple of verses in the middle. And then we'll look at a couple of verses at the end. Make sure you see that it's all the way through. And the first thing that I want you to know today is that God is a God who creates. God is creating. And I didn't say God was the creator. That God is creating. One thing is for sure that we learn out of Genesis chapter 1 is God created this world. The world was no accident that happened. If this world is an accident, 
then so are you and I. But you and I are no accident. Amen? I want you to know that today. That this world was created by God. This is what Genesis 1 tells us. It is the truth. It is not an accident. Look at your neighbor, tell him you are no accident. God created us, each of us. Now, many of us will read through this Genesis chapter 1, and we just read the day 1, and, and we'll read through it, and we know that, that, that God uh, created Genesis, or he, cre created, he said, let there be light, there was light, that was what day? Day 1, right? And, and then we know he, he goes on, he goes on to, to create more stuff, day 2, day 3, day 4, Right? All the way till day six, right. And then there is a day seven, right? What happens on day seven? He rests, okay? Then what happened next? You know what came next? Nobody knows? You can shout it out. It's not rocket science. Day eight! Thanks, Jeff. I told him ahead of time. That's why he, that's the only reason he knew. No, no, I didn't. The next day, day eight. Now, it doesn't say anything about it. It doesn't say day eight. It doesn't say, and then God got off the couch, because we know he rested on the seventh day, and he went out and he did something else. He played racquetball. He did something, you know, he just, or he hung out. It doesn't say, and that was day eight. And then you know what happened after day eight? Oh, thank you. See, we're catching up. Now, I don't know how many days there's been since Genesis chapter 1, day 8. A whole lot of them. I'm only familiar with 23,389 of them since then, okay? But there have been days after. There is the next day. And what we find out is God didn't just create everything in six days. Because I wasn't there. You weren't there on day six. But God, the scripture tells us that God created each of us. Because God didn't stop creating on the sixth day. He didn't finish the job. He didn't sign the portrait and say, good, put it in the envelope, send it off, world is done. He continued to create. He continued to be there. Psalm 139, I, I want to take you there. If you, like I said, if you have your Bible, you can, you can make sure uh, I'm, I'm reading this correctly. But in Psalm 139, it talks about God's wonderful thoughts towards us. And it says in verse 13, For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My, my soul knows it very well. The Bible is clear that God created each of us. He didn't just create two people in the garden and say, have at it. He created each of us. Even in our mother's womb, we are knitted together. And there the Hebrew word is a word that means the handwork, the fingerwork of God. That each of us are a part of that fingerwork of God. 
each of us has been created by God. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 16, as it talks about the holiness of Christ, and he says, he says this in verse 16, All things, for by Him all things were created, all things, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through Him and for Him. I'm in all things. You are too. God created you. He created you. Now, let's, I, we got to pause here for a second because in our society today, this is very important for us to realize this is the truth of Scripture from cover to cover. And that is, God doesn't make mistakes. And God made you. Therefore, you are not a mistake. Young people, especially today, you've got, you've got a lot of pressure on you, right? You got a lot of pressure on you. Who you are, trying to figure it all out, you know, maybe God, what did God, what's God thinking anyway, you know? I'll tell you this for sure. God created you and you're not a mistake. And you can take that to the bank. That is the word of the Lord. God created you and you're not a mistake. You're not an accident. Maybe you were a surprise to your parents, but uh, you weren't surprised to God. You see, God continues to create. It, it, he, cre he created, in, in Genesis chapter 1, He created the world, and we see Him do that. It's easy for us to talk about in Genesis chapter 1. If we just go, we say, well, that's, that's Old Testament. Well, I can go to the New Testament. And then we have in Matthew chapter 1 that, that God reveals to, to Joseph that the Holy Spirit and through God's work, his fiance is going to have a baby. It's going to be a virgin birth. How crazy and weird is that? Why does it have to be that way? Because God made it. And he wanted to make sure that nobody could confuse that with anything else. <laughs> this isn't something you did. This is something I did. Because God continued to create. Do you know, even at the end of this story, this story, this God story, that's contained between the covers of this book, is in Revelation chapter 21, where we're at the tail end. This is in the forever books. Okay, It says, And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I'm making all things new. He said that at the end. This is going to be new every day. God's not saving up for the end. It's all going to be new. It's new every day. No leftovers in heaven. No leftovers in eternity. So, God is a creator. Secondly, what we learn in Genesis chapter 1, these first few verses, is something very important. And that is God is present. He is staying here. God is staying here today. In Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. You know what that requires for that one verse to happen? That God was already here. God's already here. 
He didn't leave and go on vacation after day seven either. Or after Genesis chapter three, whoa, that's the bad one, right? Everything goes crazy. Sin enters, world's broken. All of us, but not God, would quit in frustration. But not God. He didn't get quit in frustration and walk away and say, oh, what a mess. He stayed. God is with us is the meaning and one of the truths that we see in Genesis because it was God and the Spirit that was hovering over the waters, the face of the waters, even when there was chaos. God is already there. Not only is He a Creator, but He is present with us. He is here today. After all, what did, we could go to Matthew chapter 1 again. Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. And you will call His name, this is talking about Jesus and the birth of Jesus, you will call His name Emmanuel, which means God with us. You already know this. So at the beginning, God is with us. In the middle, God is with us. Because you see, Jesus was the physical illustration of an existing truth. Jesus, you say, well, when Jesus came, then God was with us. No, God's always been with us. Jesus just showed it in a way that we could see it. God was with us between Genesis chapter 3 and Matthew chapter 1. <clears throat> and in Revelation 21, we'll go to the end again, verse 3, it says, The dwelling, dwelling place of God is with man, and he will dwell with them, and they will be his people. Did you hear that? He will dwell with them. He's, he's there at the beginning. He's there in the middle. He's there at the end. He's there forever. He's been there before, before everything started, right? In the beginning, God created. So we've got God is the creator. Then we got God who is always present here, even this moment, this day, on your birthday today. Happy birthday, by the way. But we also find that God is revealing. I'm going to say something. I, boy, I really thought, Miss Laura, where's Miss Laura? Okay, I really thought you were going to say this. So that was going to just, poof, there goes my poof. But, but when God said, let there be light, there was light. Now, when you and I think about light, we think about light like sun. We think about the stars, the moon. We think all kinds of things. I have you know, and Miss Laura knows because she's read the story, and that is that he didn't create the sun, the moon, the stars, anything that we equate with light, he didn't even create that until the third day. Well, what? What's that then? Let there be light. And there was what? Light. But not light like you and I think. What, 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 what does it mean then? Oh, we could go crazy. Might even get a headache if you really try. But, but basically, the light is God himself making himself known. Let there be light. And there was light. And God separated light from the darkness. God called the light. He's revealing himself. We know that about light. When you turn on the flashlight, when you turn on the light at home, that, that it reveals what's there. And when God said, let there be light, he said, let this world know who I am. And he opened himself up. And I believe that God, it's the truth about God, is that he is always revealing himself. 
The scripture tells us that he never does anything without revealing it to his prophets. It says that in the book of Amos. And in Matthew chapter 1, verse 20, again, when Joseph is wondering what to do with his pregnant fiance, and he's deciding how to be nice to her while putting her away, an angel of the Lord appeared to him. He didn't go to the angel of the Lord. The angel of the Lord came to him because God is the one who pursues. God is the one who reveals. God is the one who wants to make himself known to us. Even at the end in Revelation 21, 24, it says, by its light, the light of the Lamb of God, will the nations walk. By the light of God. God is a God who reveals himself. Well, I'm not sure. Is there a God? I'm not sure. Is God going to... God has been pursuing you forever. It says, Jesus said it like this. He said, you didn't choose me. I chose you. And you go, yeah, right, Jesus. You have no idea because I chose you. No, I chose you. No, I chose you. And then we get into the whole, you know, three-year-old. Uh-uh, uh-huh, uh-uh, uh-huh. But I'll tell you what. The truth of the matter is God has always been after you. He's always been pursuing you. He's always loved you. He is the one who's making the revelation. God reveals who he is to us. All right, so what else do we I got that so God is creator, God is present always. These are truths that are true throughout the scripture. God is the God of revelation, meaning he reveals himself to us. And then finally, and there are many other points, of course, many other truths about God, but for today's purpose, God is moving and active. Genesis 1 is that shows that God is the initiator. God is the pursuer. God is the speaker. God is the worker. God is the one getting things done. That didn't change, by the way, after Genesis chapter 3. It was God who went looking for Adam and Eve. It is God who made the plan that follow that. It is God who made their wrong right. It is God who pursues us. It is God who sent His only begotten Son to us. Romans 5.8 says that while we were yet sinners... Christ came and died for us. So whose idea was it? God's. Who made the first move? God. Who chose you? God. He created you. He's with you. The promise in Scripture is, I will never leave you or forsake you. He reveals to you he will guide your paths. He will reveal his will to you. And he's active in your life. Psalm 121 says, the God of Jacob doesn't sleep or slumber. He doesn't need a break. He doesn't have to take a nap. He is always active, always moving. Jesus said, my father is always working. In Revelation chapter 22, verse 17, all the way to the end now, we're just a few verses from the end of this God story here. He says in verse 17, And the Spirit and the bride shall say, Come, 
and let the one who hears my voice say, come. And let the one who is thirsty come. Let all who desire to take the waters of life come and drink without price. We have a God who's active. So, as we're sitting here today, as we're sharing these words today, this is God's story, right? It's God's story. Between these pages, Genesis 1-1 and Revelation, is God's story. We, we all agree on that. But today, I want you to know this, that, that, that the truth is, this is your story. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, is about your story. This is your story. In fact, let's, I'll just get personal with you. This is my story. We could sing with the old hymn. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Blessed assurance, that's what that hymn is. This is my story. Somewhere between, well, now I can probably narrow, I can narrow it down just a little bit, okay? Somewhere between Matthew chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 22, somewhere in between there are my 23,389 days. They're right in here. Somewhere in between Matthew 1 in Revelation 22. And you know what? Your days are right in there too. Because God created you and he knows your days and it says in the scripture that he knows each of your days before you ever even lived them. It gets even better. You say, no, it couldn't be better. Oh yeah. All right. And it gets even better because he is the God of the next day. Yeah. The day that we couldn't quite think of, eight, still God. And for me, tonight, it'll be evening and morning the next day. My 23,390th birthday. He will be my God. Do you know him? The God who's consistent, who's the same through this whole book, is the same God today for you. He created you, not by accident, with a purpose. He created you to know him. He's here today, he's with you today. Even if you don't believe in him, he's with you. And he's revealing himself to you. And he's active in your life. And today I ask you the question, do you know him?
And if you know him, do you trust him with today? Not just the God of forever, but the God of this moment. Let's pray again. Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you for what you have done for us. Thank you for creating. Thank you for being the same. Thank you for making it so easy to sense your truth. And to know that if it's true in Genesis chapter 1, it's true in Matthew chapter 1. If it's true in Matthew chapter 1, it's true in Revelation 22. And if it's true in all of those places, it's true today, right here in this moment, at South Run Baptist Church, in this sanctuary, all these things are true. And so we trust you with our heart, with our soul, with everything. Father, there may be some of us here who didn't even realize that our story was part of your story. Or that our story even mattered at all. But it does. So bring us closer to you. If for no other reason to enjoy the moment, and to trust you for the next day. We pray this in the name of Jesus, for his sake. Amen. So the praise team is going to lead us in a song. And we're going to have you stand. And uh, Jeff Seekers is going to be here at the front. And uh, if you'd like to come forward, you want some prayer, uh, be happy to pray with you. Or maybe you want to make a decision. Because... Not everybody knows what we've been talking about today. I know it seems obvious. And if you wanted to make that decision today to follow Jesus and accept him as your Savior and Lord on today, your birthday, oh, that'd be a great day. What a great birthday present. Maybe you just need to get your heart right with the Lord and right where you are, in the pew where you are, as we sing, you, you shouldn't be singing, you should be praying, getting your heart right with the Lord. So you can leave today right with Him, knowing that you will experience today exactly as He planned it, and experience the joy of His presence. Maybe you want to be a part of this congregation. What a great congregation, making a difference right here in this community in Northern Virginia, helping to change the city for Jesus. And you're looking for a church home. Maybe you've been shopping. Maybe you've been here, just window shopping. I, I challenge you, make the decision. Pastor Eric's a great pastor. I've been friends with him ever since he's been here. And uh, whatever your decision, Jeff will be here. Let's stand and let's join the praise team as we sing.